1: i well, make it so, number one. What? He's the droids we're looking for. In an insane world, it was the sanest choice.
0: Silencio Bruno.
1: That's my axe. Hey, fellas. Either one of you know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil.
0: I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.
1: Geeks out on Joy 94.9. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Welcome back. you with Miranda and Tamsin. Tamson, I don't know if you spend all that much time on Twitter. Oh, just a little bit but not re- i probably
0: follow different things too <laughs> i mean definitely i
1: i have been uh, doom scrolling the last uh, few days you know I've um, <laughs> because a, a lot of folks especially among the trans community on twitter are talking about this next film the matrix revolution uh resurrections sorry <laughs> that was that was the third film we're talking about the fourth now it, it, it's quite a big deal among the trans community because it, it's been since revealed The 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 original directors, the Wachowskis, were the Wachowski brothers at the beginning, but they've both since become the Wachowski sisters and have even talked about how the Matrix films are an allegory for being transgender, which a lot of folks don't pick up on. But believe me, trans people have jumped on this and they're like, yes, this is ours! And... This film is is no different. I don't know if wider audiences are going to. I guess we'll, we have your perspective for that one, and obviously me talking about the the transgender aspect. But this is a film. It's the first in, I believe, fourteen years. Yes, I want to say something like that. Sounds right. Uh, the Matrix Resurrections, directed just by Lana Wachowski by herself this time. The story follows Thomas Anderson, the award-winning video game designer of the Matrix trilogy new matrix who is once again forced to confront his relationship with the world around him and the woman he loves was neo a fiction is the matrix a manifestation of mental illness these questions and more here's a quick trailer for you we can't see it but we're all trapped inside these strange repeating loops Billions of people just living out their lives, oblivious. But this is the moment for you to show us what is real. I remember this. deja vu and yet it's obviously all wrong
0: maybe this isn't the story we think it is
1: they taught you good made you believe their world was all you deserved but some part of you knew that was a lie some part of you remembered what was real it's so
0: easy to forget how much noise the matrix pumps into your head Something else makes the same kind of noise.
1: War. What happens to Neo? Mr. The
0: most important choice in Neo's life. Not his
1: to make. She believed in me. It's my turn to believe in her.
0: Part of me feels like I have been waiting my whole life for you.
1: If you want to see Trinity again, Viper. Now, Tamzin, obviously being the trans person in the room, I have thoughts here. <laughs> but before we get into that, I really, I really want to get into your take on the Matrix Resurrections.
0: Yeah, so being a huge Matrix fan since the beginning because the first one was filmed right next to work, so we actually saw the first one, <laughs> one being filmed. Very nice, very in nice. Sydney. That was
1: in Sydney. Yeah, it was
0: crazy, crazy times. It was you know early late nineties, just mental life for me um so yeah very addicted to it and very addicted to the neo trinity relationship always have been i think it's one of those you know beyond beyond time beyond everything and the whole theory of the one so this is so it was very interesting watching this with you because there that that's i mean i (sighs) i I'm not a huge romance watcher. You know, you ask any of my girlfriends, they try and get me to rom-coms. I'll go to keep them happy. But this is the kind of one that I like. And I like the idea that was set in this about it. And it's not that typical boy meets girl because they're definitely not your typical boy and girl.
1: You know, like, I was with you on that one. Like, I thought that the Neo-Trinity romance, especially Neo going out of his way to save Trinity, was a romance story for the popcorn crowd until Mm. some... Much more insightful people on the internet came along and changed my mind. In order to see the transgender allegory, apparently, you know, like, you have to view Neo and Trinity as two halves of the same person. I think mentally I deflected that because I don't like the the romance trope yeah. of, you know... One person completing another person and vice versa. True. Um, I have a very strong aversion to that. And so I, I missed this allegory completely. But if you, if you watch this but process it, of, yeah. you know, one person and the process of becoming, then suddenly it's like, it's really, really obvious.
0: But it's also the fact that, you know, you like Neo since the beginning has been told he's the one, he's the one. And then this one you watch the traits sort of thing. And mm. so it just adds the very interesting aspects of it. Um, look, the also new great characters that reflected the old, but with growth um, and also inflection, you know, they've grown and, looked, you know, the new characters replacing them. And I think it showed a breadth of growth of country.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, we saw some old characters reskinned in this one. <laughs> Um, point two oh. <laughs> yeah, point two zero oh, because you know that that's how it happens. You know, when you have a new matrix, you know, you you tend to throw a new skin on. Upgraded, inside. yep, yep. Um, I, I was really happy to see some actors from Sense Eight mm. in this one. You know, uh, one of the Wachowskis' previous works. Um, you know, you you mentioned the new characters. We have to talk a little bit about, not talk about his wider role. No spoilers here, but we've got Neil Patrick Harris playing this character, the Analyst who is just, you know, sounds like so many therapists I've had. Like, you know, He doesn't sound like a villainous therapist. Yep. But, you know, he's still, you know, he's just eating it up Yay. in this role. He's just absolutely loving it, and it's a delight to watch.
0: It was definitely, I was really worried when I heard about this role that it would be the poor man's architect, because, you know, analysts are just the architects of the brain kind of thing. But I, he took it on his own path, which was really good. Mm.
1: I mean, one of the, one of the main themes of this film, because, you know, one thing I love about this film is that it even pokes fun at the fact that, well, you know, a fork will probably wasn't necessary. Like, you know, it would have been fine without it, and even pokes fun at the idea of commercialism demanding a continuation of a story, perhaps even cheapening it. They do call attention to the fact that pushing a story when it already had an organic ending does make it less and it makes it less meaningful for the people for whom it was important. Um, so it was very self-aware in that regard, but it actually did go in a bold direction talking about the matrix, not as a system that enforces conformity that is comfortable, but as something that stimulates feeling and that truth doesn't matter as much as, you know, what we're feeling. Sometimes people just want to feel something more than, you know, they want to acknowledge reality, which like is like the sheeples. Like,
0: oh. <laughs> this is my favorite term. I always loved it and I love that they used it in this.
1: Especially, you know, with like, you know, uh, you know, the culture of conspiracy that we have on right now and that people are more comfortable acknowledging one reality over another. That's. <sighs> yeah. That's um, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to go over many heads. Um, I mean, this is definitely a film with a lot of thought to it. If you go in purely just wanting an action film, I think you're going to be disappointed because yeah. the action wasn't quite as strong in this film as it has been in the past
0: but it was very graphically pleasing i think Uh, the where they've progressed with the machines and everything like the design wise and things like that i think it was amazing the other thing i found really interesting saying that i watched the first one because it was sydney this one was definitely u.s and definitely recognizable san francisco which Mm. blew me away like i was kind of because those points i was looking going oh they don't look like Melbourne, (laughs) I mean, Sydney, you know, because, you know, three movies in Sydney, and all of a sudden now we're in San Francisco.
1: There there were times in this where I doubted The Matrix was real, because while in the first films there was this veneer of computer screen green over everything that muted everything, this Matrix was very colourful.
0: Very pure.
1: Which emphasizes that need for for feeling for people. Like, imagery, you know, yeah. If we have happiness and rainbows, who needs the truth? So sort of. <laughs> that's sort of the message that I was getting for that.
0: Definitely.
1: Um you know, I I'd, I think this might be a hard sell for some folks because the 1999 film was a social phenomenon. Um and you know, a lot of people panned the second and third films, Reloaded and Revolutions. And so I think, you know, this film was always going to be a tough sell. Nothing quite lives up to the original, although, you know, I still personally had a lot of great, silly fun with it. I also want to mention uh, the character of Bugs, played by Jessica Henwick. She's a delightful addition to the cast. If the series does continue, I hope she's a part of it. I'm actually surprised that she didn't have they, them pronouns Mm. in this film, because, you know, I'm I'm totally getting um, non-binary vibes from the character.
0: Definitely. It was quite amazing. And look, I think the whole idea of everything that's there, see it if you've seen the other three and like them, Um, definitely. Because I think it's worth it if you haven't seen the other three.
1: <laughs> this is definitely for you know, more for the people who fell in love with the philosophy yes. of of the films more than, you know, the action. But you know, I, I still think you know you're gonna see some cool kung fu. In this.
0: So I well. loved uh, this comment very quickly because the last three days before I w- went and saw um, Matrix in Dragula, in Sex in the City, and in Matrix, <laughs> they talked about the paradigm shifts. And so, Matrix paradigm shifting tale about the limitless power of a free mind.
1: Vis a vis a go concordantly paradigm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to say, like, my personal thought in this is uh, Lana Wachowski. Um, really took a bold direction in this film, even though she was doing it without her sister Lily. Um, she never went out of her way to appeal to nostalgia, which we're seeing in a lot of cinema mm. these days. You know, I think Spider-Man, um, No Way Home is a good example. That's not bagging on Spider-Man No Way Home. Not of it. Of but- course. But, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, nostalgia drives a plot line generally over storytelling sometimes can be a bit galling you know if it's in excess
0: james bond
1: james bond those who've seen <laughs> yeah definitely. definitely there's a lot of that going on but you know lana really went out of her way to tell a story here um and you know she also acknowledged you know how she could have gone the nostalgia route but absolutely didn't and personally you know i like this film If you're trans and uh, into that sort of allegory, see it as well. The Matrix Resurrections is in cinemas now. Folks, you're listening to Geek Geeks Out when we come back. This podcast
0: was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024.
1: Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.